Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Today's guest is Keith Persky, Senior Vice President, Workplace Advisory, Colliers, and Chris Sayaki, Head of Client Experience, Colliers, who will be speaking on Work Revolution, Seven Forces That Will Impact the Future of Work. Introducing Ryan Simonetti, he's the CEO and co-founder of Convene. Uh, from personal experience, if you haven't had an opportunity to go to Convene space, work out of a Convene space, or have an event one, I would highly suggest it. His team is incredible, and they are, they truly make large to small meetings seamless for everyone. So, um, so thanks so much for appreciate it. building Thank a you. great company. Thank you, I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Oh, and I got front row guests. Yes, amazing. Um, well, one, uh, hello. It's uh, great to be here. It's great to be back in like physical events again. Obviously, convene, selfishly speaking. Uh, we need these things to happen again at scale. Um, today, uh, what I want to talk about is um, how to start to think about using real estate to enable productivity. And I actually think productivity should be replaced by drive um, engagement. Um, you know, I all the data that we're seeing in the conversations we're having with our customers, it's not really a productivity issue today. Um, it's really an engagement challenge. It's a collaboration challenge. Uh, and I'm gonna talk a little bit more about how we're seeing uh, the future of work evolving and, and how we think our clients should start to think about creating really a truly holistic uh, workplace strategy. Um, just for those that haven't had a chance uh, to go to a convene, um, you know, our North Star is really around enabling uh, the modern workforce, uh, and we do that through the integration of technology, beautifully designed spaces, uh, and uh, hospitality services with our ultimate goal of creating uh, a great day at work for our clients wherever that happens. Um, uh, we partner um, both with landlords that want to amenitize their buildings or offer uh, a differentiated type of experience in their building. And then we also work directly with organizations. One, those that outsource their meetings and workplace or some of their workplaces to us. Uh, but we also partner with companies to actually help manage and run their hospitality experience on site uh, as well, which is uh, a business that we sort of stumbled into um, over time. Uh, we've obviously raised a fair amount of money over the years. Um, we have currently 23 uh, physical locations, about 1.2 million square feet uh, across five U.S. cities plus London. Uh, and I'd say what I'm most proud of outside of our culture is really just the experience that we deliver to our clients. So anyone that uses Net Promoter Score knows that 88 is a really high, high number. Um, so, you know, when I think about uh, yeah, so we're New York, uh, Chicago, Boston, uh, D.C., Philadelphia, and then London. Yeah. And then expanding uh, into, hopefully soon, San Francisco, uh, Minneapolis, and then we're looking at some stuff in the southeast as well. Uh, so I think when I, when I think about the future of work, I, I keep anchoring around this concept of the future um, is flexible. Uh, the businesses that... I've seen be most successful over time are ones that are the most adapt adaptable, really, at the end of the day. Uh, and I personally feel that real estate, because of the physicality of the asset, has really struggled 
to be as agile as required um, to really allow businesses and organizations of all shapes and sizes uh, to navigate the increasingly dynamic, uh, challenging environments uh, that we live in. And this was true pre-COVID. Uh, if anything, we're seeing this uh, trend accelerate and it's more complicated today to run the business than probably ever. I can speak for myself as a CEO. Um, COVID aside, this is as challenging of an environment. One, to stay competitive. Two, to move fast enough. Uh, I don't know how everyone else feels, but it's almost impossible to even keep up with the pace of change that's happening and the innovation that's happening even around our own business and in the sector. Uh, and to me, our workplace strategy really has to start to keep up in a, in a different way. Uh, what do we know? We know remote work is here to stay. Um, you know, we just finished up a really big survey. Over 95% of the individuals we surveyed um, believe that they will work uh, some, if not all of the time from home. Uh, we also know that from an organizational standpoint, uh, over 72% of the companies that we surveyed uh, have already adopted some sort of hybrid strategy or are in the process of implementing a hybrid strategy. Uh, Industrious, who I didn't see their booth here, but I know some of the team is here, they actually had a LinkedIn survey uh, that they posted. And I was checking it out this morning because you could kind of track um, you know, who's been responding. And they asked, what are your return to work plans in January of 2022? And between remote only and hybrid, it was like 77% of all respondents. So that's like a, a real time today pulse survey, I think on where not just organizations are, but where people are um, specific to the future. With that said, you know, what we've seen, what we've heard and what we've picked up in our survey data is that face-to-face -face collaboration, right? The need to, to do this, uh, to do this within our own organizations, to do this with real intention um, is not going anywhere. In that same survey that we had just finished, 69% uh, of our respondents, um, including those that would prefer to work fully remote, uh, believe in the need to get together physically and collaborate with their coworkers. Um, and so to some extent, I think the future of work is really the convening business. I don't want to, no pun intended with our business, but um, we really see meetings with intention becoming a much bigger and more intentional part of a company strategy. Uh, and I think for all of us, it's good to know that face-to-face -face, uh, isn't going anywhere. The avatars, the metaverse, it's not there yet. Um, we've still got some time to be relevant. Uh, you know, I think myself, I'll put myself in the senior leaders are facing uh, tough questions. Um, you know, this is part of the feedback we got in our survey results. Uh, you know, will employees want to return to the workplace? You know, obviously a big topic for all of us. Uh, and what we're hearing is that leadership in companies at the manager all the way to C-level are struggling with a lot of things, right? Retaining talent, attracting new talent. Um, how do you maintain company culture uh, in this new hybrid world where many of your staff are working remotely or you're hiring employees like Convene has over the last two years that are like scattered all over the country? If you look at a map of Convene's employee base pre-COVID to today, we are concentrated primarily in the New York region, primarily in the five boroughs of Manhattan, and then we had a concentration of employees 
in the five cities that we operated in. Today, we're in almost 50 states, meaning employees in 50 states, and our largest software engineering team is in Colombia, which is not even in the United States. And that's, this is a company convened that was a very office-centric, obviously by nature of what we do, culture before. And even if I just look at our own demographics and where we're hiring from, I mean, we are a global workforce. Um, and so that obviously creates a lot of, uh, of challenges. Um, and, you know, at the same time as we're dealing with this, we're also saying like, hey, how do we continue to perform, right? How do we hit our goals? How do we hit our objectives? Uh, how do we stay ahead of our competition? And all of our businesses are in a very different competitive environment today and will continue to be than ever uh, in the past. So if you're a leader today, I feel for you. Uh, it's not an easy time uh, to be dealing with a lot of this stuff. Uh, at the same time, you know, we believe that the purpose of the office has changed. Uh, honestly, I think and believe that the office is actually more important coming out of COVID than it was pre-COVID. Um, but in that context, I believe that the purpose of the office also has to change. Uh, and it goes um, less of a place that I go to do work, meaning heads down individual work. Uh, it really becomes a gathering place. It's a, it is the epicenter of collaboration. Uh, it's the place where teams come together with intention to learn, to train, uh, to talk about strategy, to prototype, um, to, to connect with customers in a really deliberate uh, and meaningful way. And that means that the design of the office uh, also has to change. Um, and you know, we as an industry have been talking a lot about this. You know, dominant design today really about activity-based design. How do you create a spatial typology uh, that offers uh, individuals a plethora of choices um, and different, uh, the ability to, to work in fundamentally different ways, whether that's I work, me work, we work, us work. There's all these different sorts of things that we ultimately have to solve for. Uh, I do believe that the conversation around hybrid really needs to um, evolve. And we need to start, stop talking about, and we were talking a little bit about this in our, in our discussion earlier, is as we start to think about a future workplace strategy, it's, it's not a spatial strategy anymore. It's, it's much bigger than that. And it's really having a holistic workplace strategy that thinks about your business's strategy, your people and talent strategy, a place and spatial and, and workspace strategy, and now also a technology strategy. And all that stuff really has to come together in a truly integrated way, I believe, in order to uh, solve the challenge that all of us as organizations, regardless of shape and size, are going to continue to face. Um, some trends that we're seeing that we believe are going to have a big impact on our business and uh, the types of spaces and services we create for our customers uh, uh, and also for our clients as they're thinking about their broader strategy is, uh, you know, number one, Choice and flexibility are going to be key drivers of decision making. Uh, and this starts at the individual level. You know, we were in our uh, session earlier and Marshall from, was it Neuroscience Lab? I'm going to get it confused. Um, was talking that like the actual wiring in our brain, like we as individuals want to choose a lot of things in our life, including where we work and who we work with and when we work. Um, 
and that that actually there's a, a positive psychological impact that comes from having choice. And what COVID has done, right or wrong, is it shifted the power from the organization to the individual, right? And it was happening anyway, but it was going to happen by like 2030. Today, it pretty much happened overnight. Um, and the second thing is that the employee experience now has to be at the center of your workplace strategy, holistically. Uh, and then the third thing, because I know it's very relevant, is well, what, like, what does the HQ of the future actually become? Uh, and I'll talk a little bit about HQ 2.0, I think about as the agile office, um, and how does that start to become a cornerstone of collaboration uh, and culture within an organization? So um, the first thing is, as I've talked about, today's workforce demands flexibility, choice, and I've started to think about this as lifestyle enhancing experiences. So what I mean by this is at Convene, for example, um, we've had a ton of people have moved out of New York and have moved to different places around the country. And we've done a lot of surveying and said, okay, well, like, well, why did you make that decision? Was it because it's cheaper to live there? Eh, sometimes it was. Uh, is it, uh, you know, closer to family? Well, yeah, sometimes it was. Uh, sometimes it was, hey, I've always wanted to live in this one place, and like now I can actually do it. And what we're hearing in these discussions is that where I am in my life, and whether I have young children and want to be closer to family, or I'm at a point in my life where I care about being in a place that's a little bit cheaper to live because my dollar stretches further and I can buy a nicer house with a yard and whatever those things are, or I want to be next to family, or, hey, I'm really into skiing and my husband and I, which happened in us, we're moving to Vermont and we're going to live in a, in a ski town in Vermont and we're going to like raise our children here. And like what I'm hearing is that people are making lifestyle decisions, right? And it's not about work life balance. I really think it's about life work integration. Uh, and people are not only acknowledging, but really taking control of the fact that like my work isn't over here and my life is over here. It's a continuum. And I really want to have control over that experience and how I choose as an individual to integrate that experience. Um, I also think from a spatial perspective, as I'm thinking about even for convene, how are we creating an amazing experience for our team members. It's, it's across multiple places now. It's not just HQ, it's home office. It's not just home office, office, it's my neighborhood co-working space or companies like Convene where I outsource to. And how do you create a consistent experience and an equitable experience across fundamentally different places some you control and some you don't control. Uh, and to me, this is something that we as an organization are spending a lot of time on. You know, obviously we have a network of spaces that companies can tap into and outsource to us. More and more, um, we are helping clients manage kind of the hospitality experience or a portion of it in their HQs. Uh, and we've launched some new products and services that really try and create a better experience for whether it's a virtual speaker jumping into a meeting or virtual attendees. So this is something to me that 
is going to require a lot of thought and a lot of technology um, ultimately to solve. Uh, the next thing is just, I keep thinking about this holistic workplace strategy. Um, and to me, that is a strategy for how do the physical and digital environments where how do we create these physical and digital environments where people do their best work wherever it happens, right? It's no longer about a specific place, it's across this continuum. And to me, it's really broken down into three kind of core fundamental elements, right? One is individual work. It's like the me work. It's the head down stuff I do, it's my focus work. I can do this at home, I can do this at a co-working space, I could do it at my neighborhood coffee shop, I could do it at my HQ. How do we design for that? Not just physically, but also what are the technology tools that better enable that? And as an organization, benefits-wise, what am I offering to my employees to enable that? So do I give you a stipend to come onto my company's website and we procure you the perfect at-home kit? It's your desk. It's an upgrade to your Wi-Fi router. It's additional security. Oh, by the way, every one of us that's worked from home, I'm sure you've had it, like something stops working and you can't call your corporate IT guy. Right? So is there a services layer that companies start to, to create that in, allows me as an at-home remote worker to get some tech support at home because stuff happens? Um, the second thing, and, and I, I believe most importantly, is really around um, collaborative work. Uh, and you could call this we work or us work. Uh, and you know, how are we through technology, but also through space, how are we creating the right sorts of environments uh, to do this work? I can tell you, doing this in a hybrid way is really hard. Like Zoom was not designed for truly hybrid meeting experiences from a software perspective. A lot of the hardware and videos that we use, the actual hardware stuff was not designed to really create this true two-way immersive collaborative experience. There's only so much I think we as designers of space can do. Um, to make that experience feel great, but we need like software and technology uh, to catch up. And that's an area where I definitely keep a close eye because there's a lot of new businesses and capital that's kind of chasing solving this hybrid um, experience. And then the last thing is, is really around experiential gatherings. I keep calling these meetings with intention. Um, and these are the bigger things that companies will do to bring people together. It could be a learning, it could be a training, it could be a town hall that used to be, I don't know, once a year that's now once every two weeks or once a month. It could be a strategic offsite. You know, I have, we're seeing some really fascinating use cases with our companies right now. They're remote first companies and what they're actually doing is they're flying their entire remote team into a city to work for a week together. They don't want a meeting room, they want an office for a week. And so I, I think all these things are on the table. Um, I just looked, I just met, um, I do a lot of early stage investing. I just saw a really cool business a couple weeks ago. They're building and designing multi, uh, single family homes, but they're turning part of the home into actually a workspace. And what they've been doing is renting out these homes to remote first teams who are coming together sometimes for a month at a time. To like say, I'm gonna live in New Orleans for a month with my team. So like these are entirely new use cases that are happening that I think we have to think about and does do these things get integrated into, um, into this broader strategy. Uh, to me, everything starts with uh, the employee at the center and this idea of an employee focused approach where 
I think about the combination of really four things. Location, which is in reality many locations, right? It's the office, it's home, it's co-working spaces, it's wherever people decide to go and work remotely. It's purpose, um, which to me is very much mission, vision, values of the firm. And you know, we talked a little bit about what do you do in the hallways? Well, the problem now is nobody's in the hallways. So how do we, how do we mimic behaviors culturally that we want to drive our organization knowing that it's not oftentimes going to be done in person? So do you have to create new rituals around your Zoom meetings and to, to make sure that your organization is actually living up to its value system? And then the last two things to me are really around technology and collaboration. And what I feel is suffering most in my organization today is really collaboration. Um, you know, my product and engineering team, they use digital collaboration tools like I use a whiteboard. But I can't use the tools that they use the way they do. So I'm like, can we please like get back in the office? Like I need the whiteboard. And for me, this new hybrid world, there's a lot to be done around how do you facilitate really high impact collaboration knowing that in most all instances, people aren't going to be in the same space. Uh, and there's some really cool new tools that are emerging to do this. And then uh, HQ 2.0, I think about is the agile, agile office. Um, you know, I do think that the building of the future, the office of the future um, has to be uh, flexible and agile in a way that it never has in the past. Um, the challenge in real estate, unlike in software or product development, is in product development, they, they, they run a process called Agile, which is very much a launch and learn process. So think you do research, you have a thesis, you design and develop a product or build software, you release it into the wild, you get feedback, not just qualitative, but what you're really looking is data, and then my engineers go back, we write a new story or epic, we go through a two-week sprint cycle, and guess what happens? On the third week, we release a better version of our software. It's a new product or an evolved product. Real estate does not work that way. Built environments don't work that way. But I do believe that moving forward, because we don't know how people are going to use space, how often they're going to use space, we need to be able to prototype and work agilely and brick and mortar in a way that we never have in the past. Um, and a lot of this will be done through new modular solution. So we actually just built out in New York our first space fully modular prefabricated. Like everything is a system. It's really like a furniture system on steroids. And I believe that more of that type of thinking is going to have to go into the built environment where literally I could say, hey, I want to prototype this in my building. It could be an amenity space. It could be a certain type of meeting space. It could be a certain type of seating arrangement. And I learn if the data tells me it's working, great, I can do more of it. If it tells me it's not working, I stop and I can try something new. And we really need our physical environments to start to move at a pace that feels like that. Um, and then you've got to have all the hospitality and amenities um, uh, that really brings these spaces to life. I mean, the reality is, unless if I don't have to go to the office, why am I going there? I mean, it's got to be good. I mean, it's got to be a great experience, you know? Um, because if not, I mean, I'm sitting at home on my couch, I go to my coffee shop down the block, go to the gym at noon. You know, it's just, you have to entice people back. And I, I think that that's where there's a huge opportunity uh, in really leveraging hospitality and experiences and making sure that you give them all the spaces to do the work that they need to do, where they can't replicate that 
at La Colombe down the street or in their apartment building. Um, and just some key takeaways as you start to think about uh, defining this holistic workplace strategy. First and foremost, start with really defining the problem. Like what is the problem that your organization is trying to solve? And have a vision for what success really looks like. Two is always put the human experience at the core of everything that you do, including your research. Uh, the third is adopt an agile approach to workplace strategy. I, I feel like workplace strategy execution and deployment has to start to better mimic the true product design and deployment process, which is highly iterative. Um, the fourth is you cannot do this alone. I say this to our landlord partners all the time because they're like, well, we're going to build our own flex program and we're going to build our own meeting and events thing and we're going to build a hospitality capability. I'm like, I've been doing this for 12 years and I still struggle to do this really well. Like you've got enough problems to solve on your own as we all do as organizations and making sure you thoughtfully partner with the right groups. Um, you can't solve any of this without technology. Um, and you know, picking the right technology partner is hard. We've made that mistake as an organization. I mean, we've made bad decisions there and it's really cost us. So you've got to do it thoughtfully, but you have to partner to figure this stuff out. And then once you deploy something, in our organization, you know, there's a lot of anecdote. Well, but somebody said X or, oh, I heard Y. Uh-uh, no. It's all about the data, right? And data and serving and then let the data drive the iteration. Right. And, you know, I think the best product and UI UX companies, once they launch, they let the data drive the iteration. Um, and I feel like if you could do those five things, uh, you're going to put yourself and your organization uh, in a much better spot with hopefully happier, more engaged, more productive employees that are driving ultimately for all of us business outcomes and results. So I'm going to stop there. I know I'm like five minutes over my time. Any questions before I stop? All right, I got off easy, I love it. Thank you. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org slash content to submit your idea.